0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Ladies and gentlemen, what a first week of season 16 or season 2000. If you want to get all WrestleMania about it. It has been, I mean, forget your, your your Roman reigns. This week has revealed the true missed opportunity from every team in the draft. The true team that should have been picked for everyone to tag team. The true team that are going to lead you, that would have led you to the promised land. That's right. I'm talking about the Ass Boys. Your new AEW Tag Team Champions. <laughs> Hail the Ass Boys. I jest, of course. Well, I'm Scott McLeod. Welcome to Saturday Draft Live. I am joined by a guy who was referred to as a work experience boy, but he's one of the few guys who's actually here and available this week because one guy who likes to call North's League boy is fucked off on holiday. But you know, it's nice that he could be here two weeks in a row since he wasn't here almost all of last season. So, Ryan, you were away on holiday yourself, but I'm glad you're back.
1: I wouldn't say it was holiday; it was more like a, a lockdown nightmare with no internet. But I got, I got, I got, I got it's peace for the rest. He is, so it wasn't that
0: bad. I mean, it's better than some holidays I've had over the years, but, you know. <laughs>
1: I wouldn't ask. <laughs> I
0: wasn't going to tell you. But uh, speaking of people calling out on holiday, David Talkney is away on holiday. And, you know, when they're group tra- it's like fucking take a shit whenever Dave mentions that he's going on holiday. And, Dave, when you come back from your trip, please, please don't feel the need to tell us anything about it. But, right, before you left he felt I need to send you a little message which you I made sure you don't tell me anything about but I'll just let you take the reins here, what has Dave sent to you to read out on this episode?
1: I will say before I start Scott, I've been doing this for you for what, 8 months or so 9 months or so now, since SummerSlam and this is the second message I've had to read out for David Hockney since I started so it's fair to say I've got the reps in, here we go hear ye, hear ye I wish to formally apologise to Ross McLeod for comments I made on the season 15 finale of Saturday Draft Live in which I referred to him as melted ice cream. This is a very poorly executed attempt at having a bit of banter and I meant no offence. For that I am deeply sorry. In light of these actions I have decided to sentence myself to a fortnight in Mexico where I can think about what I've said. And I hope that I can be forgiven upon my return. By the way, I would recommend that Ross go to Tavels for his mishandling of the NXT Avengers Venge- Day Street Stake. Hasta luego, bitches.
0: For a fair day, most of your attempts at banter are poorly handled. But <laughs> oh, I, think I can speak for Ross, and I can say he does—he can forgive. But he does not forget. <laughs> So, I don't know if your apology will really cut the mustard there, David. Yeah, it's a real punishment for you going over there. I think it's more of a punishment for the people of Mexico, if I'm honest. I just You're hope he does come back. <laughs> <laughs> huh?
1: I just hope he doesn't come back.
0: <laughs> well, I'll go that far. But, but let's, let's get to what people come here for. And that's talking bollocks about uh, the teams and the picks and who's doing well. The top three of the week we're going into I think it's fair to say, Ryan, it's a slow, steady week to start us off. You know, we got a pay-per-view next Saturday, and then two weeks later, we've got another pay-per-view, then and it's right on a few more weeks until WrestleMania. So, so it's slow for now, right? I think it's fair to say.
1: Yeah, it's fair to say, but there might not be massive high-scoders, but there's a few in that five, six, four region, so there's more representation than we can see from our graphic.
0: Yeah, it's just that. I was looking over everybody's picks across all the teams, and I noticed that not one's pick so far is in double digits yet, which is very interesting, even even some of the captains. But then you look at the top three, and everybody's on six points. you got Orange Cassidy, who retained his Atlantic Championship last night against uh, Lee Johnson. Other, yeah, it was Lee Johnson. Uh, the USOs, Jay finally showed up, and he and Jimmy retained over Braun Strowman and Ricochet. And they have got MJF who got a win this past week over Kunisuke to in a non-title match. That is, uh, yeah. On deck this week.
1: Yeah, um, I'll start with Cassidy first. Um, Cassidy's one of these people who said this many times on this show. Um, you don't pick on round one or round two. It's too early because he might be a... But, uh, like you might not score enough as that, but when you, when you do pick them later in the show, uh, later in the season, like Ryan and Chris did in just, uh round five, that's six points. They already got a defence in week one, so that's promising. Even mm-hmm. though uh, you may some may say I'll say that AEW picks can be a bit more unreliable, and they may not mm-hmm. score as highly, but it's working out for them too. Um, who else we got? MGF. Yeah, he had a, was it a title defence or was it just a match earlier in the week? The non-title match against yeah. you're not going to get a lot of them especially with big heels like MJF he's not going to defend that title very often and he's also involved with the running storyline with Brian Danielson trying to get him to uh, fight for that opportunity to get to MGF at the next pay-per-view so he's getting the defence this week and he's getting appearances so that's strong uh, from Goat and Tom, Tom Brock um, who was the last one sorry Scott in six points yeah, Uso's right there in the Uso's. middle. Yeah, uh, we weren't sure if they were going to be on television together for the first couple of weeks, but as you know, Jay appeared this morning, or last night, sorry, I watched it this morning, uh, and they had their defence together. Uh, we'll have to see how that goes next few weeks or so, but take the defences and the points while you're at it.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, they've been told to stay home next week by Paul and I think that probably has to do with one of the Uso's not being allowed to enter Canada. So they aren't going to be Legally. here for yeah for the next little bit of this angle. So I believe we will probably won't see them until after the Chamber. And then you saw this week that we had like a segment where Jimmy kind of being unsure if Jay was going to appear. Then he does. They have the match. Then you have a segment between Jay and Sammy backstage. And then another segment with Jimmy with Heyman. So it's all those like individual segments and them not appearing mm-hmm. together, which has stopped you know uh, Grant and Quack who have the usos uh, from getting any higher. Uh, points-wise, because these guys so few just this week on their own. I think they'll score a bit more in the week up to Mania. If the story is true that they're fighting Kevin Owens and Sami at WrestleMania, they'll probably be in together a lot more often, come back together. Then, yeah, going back to what point you said about the AEW picks, though, Orange Cassidy, I think it was a much-needed like, points for for Chris and Ryan, because the AEW picks being unreliable. It certainly was the case for them this week because, uh, as I joked about at the start, who would have seen the acclaimed losing the very first week of the draft after I had them my captains for all of last season? Losing to the ass boys in a decision that annoyed everybody, <laughs> it seems, in the wrestling world. But they do have a chance to make those points back up as they announced on Diamond. Next week, it's going to be daddy-ass acclaimed and Orange Cassidy and Ant-Manta against Jeff Jarrett, Satnam Singh, and Jeff Jarrett, oh, which sounds like a, a universe mode match that they would create on the upcoming AEW video game. That's something you'd actually book, but that's the way things are going.
1: I, I will, then... Sorry, I will yeah. say, Scott. Like, see that booking? It's absolutely nuts. Like that—that that was the uh, Dynamite on the week, wasn't it? Like, see if you see if you told me they were going to drop it to the ass boys, I'd have laughed in your face, Scott. Like, genuinely. Like that's the kind of that kind of booking. I'll call it chaotic booking that you fear in this draft because it only takes one switch one change of idea it could be last minute it could be planned and we don't see it coming and it throws off the entire team so that's scary this is week one as well
0: yeah I said
1: as much this
0: is not going to be a good season for tag teams one in terms of knowing what tag teams to pick and two maybe some tidies teams won't do as well and it's already kicking off I and mean, it kicked off me and Ross at NXT before the season even fucking started which I'm glad and haven't actually started yet in hindsight because we wouldn't have got the points. But then this happens here. I mean, it's so, It felt so unlikely that the Ask boys would win that it wasn't even worth anybody taking a punt and picking them as a tag team. Because, as you said, you probably would have got laughed at. Like If I was here trying to explain why the Ask boys on the, If I was here on the analysis show and I picked the Ask boys, and I trying to explain why we picked them, you, Jack and Dave, would probably be within your rights to properly give me a rinsing for this. But then again, I'd be here laughing at you and hindsight, if they did
1: uh, one. Well, look at this we Scott, right? Uh, me and Jacoby in the season. There's four tag teams we we're thinking about. One of them dropped the belt in week one. And the other one, broke up week one. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, no wonder we left off to the end. <laughs> I know. it's weird how uncertain
0: we were, about the Usos. Yet they've seemed more reliable than most of the tag teams that we've already that we've already picked.
1: Uh, MJF, I'm still saying he is a captain, is he? I
0: uh, I oh, I just had it in front of me. Uh, I th- no, I don't think he's Carlton, because he's around six-pack. Yeah, Rhea is. Yeah. I, him, I think it's because I, I forgot how many times he appeared, because I thought it was weird that he had the same number of points as these was guys when they were in title matches, and he wasn't, but it must have been given the fact that he also came out to attack Danielson later on as well as so having his little backstage uh, promo, which riled a few people up, but taking over the top seven, uh, this table because also it's an Italian season hey. it's very interesting from how we would have predicted last week because Jack and Ryan's team at a pair of ride I know it was only the first week but you were shouting almost from the rooftops you didn't give a fuck about favouring your own team you were so certain yeah, you and me we've got this we've played a blinder
1: you guys are in last place with 10 points see the thing i Scott. it doesn't matter because I still think it uh like the other the other favourites and goats and carnet, they're in fifth place. They're only three points ahead of us. It doesn't matter. I generally think uh the, the table's an almost mirror flip of what it should be at the end of the season. Well, so let let everybody else enjoy themselves for a while and then uh the the mummy and daddy will come and take care of you that, that's a horrible example <laughs> <laughs>
0: You, you you prophesied that the end of the season would be on top. You and Jack, me and Ross, and then the Goats and Carnot. And it's almost like you said, the flip of that, because you guys in seventh, me and Ross in sixth with 12 points, Goats and Carnot with 13 points. It's tied with Ryan and Chris Lopez with 13. You, I think, if Orange Cassidy maybe hadn't had his match on Rampage, they maybe would have been a bit lower down. Maybe they would have been actually below you and, you and Jack. Mm-hmm. And they and even the morning... And uh, sixteen points in third position, David and Gary Men two doing a good start, you know, better than already better than either of their previous season so far, uh 19 points. But it's Alberg graps two point oh twenty four points. So points. after they were royally by well, most of the spano uh had the piss taken out of them and their team and uh, you know mo relies on AEW picks. Uh, really was used against them. But when you look at it, at it you know the one one made AW well, the one made AWE representation and the USOs delivered on SmackDown as we already mentioned. They've got Brian Danielson who got another win as he was on his run of having to win every match to get this match away with MGF. So now he's officially won all the matches he needs to win. And he also had Kenny Omega and a trios title defense. So for this week specifically the EW representation really actually paid off more than we would have realised. And, you know, some of us look like arseholes for uh, for being so confident they were going to lose. But is this the height of Ra- and Quack's
1: dominance on the table for you? Um, I wouldn't. Height, I, 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 yes. But there's still. See, see, the more I look at it, the more I'm starting to like it. Because you've got Bailey, who's, um, who's been involved in television, was on. Two shows this week. Usos is doing what Usos do. Hopefully it continues for themselves. It might not. We'll see. Uh, Bob Lashley, slow week, but they're going to have better weeks in other seasons. I just said Brian Danielson, uh, who won his uh, match this week to uh, get one step closer to MJF. But the real gem, and I'm I'm, I'm not even joking to I say this, is Chelsea Green. <laughs> she might have lost this week, right? Did she lose early in the week as well? I can't remember if she did yeah, or so not. quick, quick to ask it on Raw, yeah. But regardless of that, like she's she's chatting at Pierce's door, pretty much like the GOAT does to Steve in our time times, a real change or a real discussion. Exact same attitude, all over television. I don't fault it. It's working. Uh, okay. Kenny Omega, I did an interview earlier in the week. Did he wrestle as well? Sorry, AEW's yeah. not my strong point.
0: Yes, he 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 and the Bucks did wrestle on, on Dynamite in a trio's title defense uh, this past week. Yeah. So, uh, how, how frequent those title events will be? I you know you like to think that you get one in and at Revolution as well.
1: So, I've got high hopes for Team. I don't think it's a one-in team, and it's not often I say that about nice things about Grammy Robbie, but or Kwaku in that case. But Team's got potential. Ag it's a top offer for sure. But I think we'll slow down a bit, maybe.
0: I think they may hover in the top half because you got Lashley uh, against Lesnar at the Chamber. Mm-hmm. You got know, to think Lashley will win this rubber match. You I think he's only on one point so far, so he needs those points. And again, I guess you I mean, you got Revolution coming up, so that'll definitely give him a bit of an edge because it's them versus Goats and card in terms of MJF Brian. I believe Stephen Wilson said Every fall is like a non-Title 1 points uh, for pay-per-view, I think. Uh, but the the definitive win gets yeah, like uh, pay-per-view title wins. So it'll be more points. So a sense nice for them to pick up a few points during the match depending on how many falls they want to go for in the 60-minute Ironman match. But after that, when Brian loses, it'll get to see where the team goes from there. And it ultimately does feel like if plans are what we, we believe they are, uh, will lose those tag team titles to, to Sammy and Kevin mm-hmm. uh, at WrestleMania. But it's an interesting team to start off with. I mean, talking about being and for. side, yes, we did have a good pretty of even though the season hadn't started yet. I really think like things are going to pick up for me and him next week because Mad Cat Moss won the opportunity uh, to face Gunther for the IC title. And Gunther has been rostered captain. So...
1: Is that confirmed for SmackDown or is that confirmed for Chamber?
0: I don't know, but I think it may be happening at some point in the next week. Because yeah, okay. they watched it up from the top of like, a Skybox or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, I think it's more likely to be put on a SmackDown. But, you know, you may as well give us the point now because Gunther's going to eat him alive. Like, I joked when I seen that for like, please let Mad Cup Moss win because the more likely they are to or the more happy I'll be, the more confident I'll be. We're gonna get points, and Madcap Moss actually won. I got Moss won a match that Rio was within. I, I will. I will say
1: I'm. I'm a big. I'm a big Madcap Moss stan in my first season as part of the podcast. I picked him. He's all after me, and it was the best round four pick. <laughs> so, leave it's my boy alone, right?
0: <laughs> it's been downhill him ever since. And then also the fact him. that we must have make a cross to you can get at least one elimination before you get papped to ourselves in the chamber. That'd be nice. Uh, and we got E Town down, Austin Thady, who I am confident is going to walk out of that chamber as the United States Champion. So, elimination chamber is where things are going to pay off for me, rough. I can, I can guarantee you now. But it's not about our teams right now. It's about those down, dirty, no good, rotten, you know, listeners' league people who. Stephen and are having a round. They're all in double digits because, again, that is zero skill in the listeners' league. Like, I'll have one of that one. I'll have that one. I'll have that one. It's the Andy Pipkin approach to drafting. And, Ryan, I'm sorry you've already had to do enough shit by reading out a statement, but now you've got to do a bit more. Anyway, I need you to read out the
1: top five of the listeners' league. <sighs> right. Let's just get it over me. So, in fifth place is Lachlan is it high yet? Hiya. Lockwood, come so. on kiss with 21 points. Uh, sorry, that's joint fourth with Craig Forsyth. My uncle never touched me, but measured did <laughs> 21 points as well. Uh, Matt Smith, the Booty Woes, on 22 points, third place. Then you've got your top two. You've got Bertie Wanless, Roman Fields, Gene Money, on 24 points. And first place, Mike Nunn, the Sports Entertainers. Before going go any further, Scotch, when we have a look at the, the names... <laughs> Sure. Uh, sure so you've got Gary Morris, Banger Brothers and Sisters. Uh, you've got Alan Rory uh, or Mammy Mammy Mania. uh Tam, Hulk Hogies. <laughs> uh, Adam Cali. I once ran into Real and told her she was awesome, but I was so nervous. Uh, Ross Brady, the Banger. <laughs> Ross Brady, the Big Banner Bros. Theory.
0: I like Ross Henderson when Spike Dudley's medical insurance bill. <laughs> you got know, Robert fucking Shaw, the draft bastards. Uh, Stuart Cook Gary, Adam Pearce's Angels. You know, I'm, I'm but I is always a member for Anthony Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Whereas, uh, Dan Gore was a field lab experiment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, i got to say my favourite is Michael Claw there with Roman Druid. <laughs>
0: Don Fly has Judgment Day one
1: ish. <laughs> we didn't pick him, and then that's how we are him. That's <laughs> <laughs> rude. Now. Like, uh, yeah,
0: Matt Smith. I'm pre- is Matt Smith won before? Or is he? I'm to uh, I you.
1: think he won the season. I was. It was the season after I won, so it was like season three or, or their season three. So it's like year is eight or nine or something like. That. So
0: he's he's back here in the top five got Craig for sight, It feels like Craig's always hanged over the top five like for a little while every season but he's never actually won it. So maybe it's just this is a season. But you know, if it's not actually Patrick, I don't give a fuck.
1: Yeah, he's, he's always close to the top but never seems to finish out the job. Unfortunately, hopefully that changes soon. But, you know,
0: and we still have to do something else that I don't really particularly agree with which is our listeners league team to beat because, you know, Steve would try to say was my idea. Well, it was not my fucking idea. I I will not be credited with this. I'm sure it was it your idea, right? It was
1: my idea. Yeah. <laughs> Once again, a revolutionary in this draft.
0: I wouldn't really go that far. Uh, <laughs> well, let's go to the team. Let's go to the guys who aren't here. I've got in touch with Jack to give us an explanation about who he, who he picked and why he picked. I think there's quite a few similarities in who we've picked so far. Uh, he's right. Jack's listening. To team, Jack's listening. To the team to beat has Rhea replaced his captain, Asuka, Young Bucks, Dominic, Mysterio, Paul Heyman, and Kenny Omega. Rhea just said somebody will win at Mania. You think that's going to team are going to win at Mania? The Young Bucks are a solid third-round tie team. <coughs> he feels Dominic has a chance of beating Rhea at Mania. as he just says, all over the joint for appearances, and then Kenny Omega couples well with the Young Bucks, so making the most out of those trio style defenses, I guess. But uh, David they didn't have any variations. No, legit. David talking has the exact same team as Jack, well, with the exception of he's changed out Paul Heyman for Orange Cassidy.
1: <laughs> I also have almost the exact same team as Jack, but changed one. I swapped out uh, Omega for Love Morgan. That's the I, made a few, I, made.
0: <laughs> I made a few more changes. I tried to be a bit different because, like, I got Omega, Heyman, Bucks, and Asuka, but uh, I got Jake Cargill as my fourth round. who is currently on zero points, uh, and I, I changed back. I, took, I went for the other Rumble winner and Cody. I mean, I took, I think most of the other picks you guys because I thought I really don't quite care about this. <laughs> I made that point here because like you guys were slagging me the first time we did. Like, oh, Jesus, Scott okay, can get a top five of this. And uh, this the league thing. Like again, I don't care. But I will point out that so far to the first week, uh, you and Jack. You have eighteen points, Jack is nineteen points. If we were ranked uh, amongst our list of lead teams, Theo Totney's list of lead GB has twenty points. Mine has twenty two. I'm tied with Matt I'm tied uh, tie with Matt for third with Matt Smith.
1: See see with through success we're gonna make you care. You're gonna you're gonna win it one year. Not that you won anything, but you're gonna yeah. win it one year and then it's gonna go straight ahead, Scott. Just like I have my entire reign here.
0: I already think I'm better than anyone else. Why do I need this to make it any different?
1: Yeah, um, I'm just going to segue a wee bit, Scott. If we're going to look at the actual most-picked wrestlers from Mr. league quickly, uh, there's 32, th- 32 competitors, which is quite a lot. I don't think mm-hmm. we've ever heard many many that in the last week before. That's really good. But out of 32, half of them on 16 picked Rhea Ripley. I think that's an absolute no-brainer at all. all right. um, you get McIntyre, Sheamus in 15. I don't think it'd be as high as that, but fair enough. They're all they 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 all love McIntyre. They're all going to pick him. This uh, was ten. Dominic Imperial ten. Jade Cargo, nine. Mm. So that's kind of like a top five picks. Uh, Ask only get picked seven times, which I think's nuts. By the way, uh, what about Cody. Cody seven times. I I, I, right. I just think he has been a better choice. I think.
0: I think maybe the uncertainty around you know, the Edge of changing the plans uh, that people, some people are still hoping for with like Sami in the Universal title scene as opposed to Cody, I think maybe people think that it's more clear path that Rhea will win her title match at WrestleMania despite the fact she's has up against Charlotte Flair the most protected woman in all of wrestling history Yeah, I'll,
1: I'll say it real quickly um, with absolutely no bias at all, I want them to change the plan uh, and a, a lot of people also want to change the plans so through that they've developed their own paranoia that Cody won't get what he's promised. Uh, I think Cody will still get his match anyway and he I think he'll win it but Rhea's, as you said, sheer shot going to happen. I think Charlotte's only got the belt for the sake of having the belt to Mania um, give her an extra belt to her uh, trophy cabinet and then Rhea will take it to Mania I'm not sure. I'm certain.
0: What's weird about Charlotte? I think they, they don't count certain title reigns she's already had. Right? But currently they say, oh, she's a 14 time champion after she won the SmackDown and they clearly want to break her dad's record. But the funny thing is they counted the reigns that they for some reason don't count. Like I think the Divas and maybe one of her tag reigns. She's already a 16 time champion. I think at one point they didn't count her NXT reigns when Vince was in charge, even though she won one of them at WrestleMania after winning the Rumble. So why do you not? Was the point I give her in that reign if she doesn't count
1: it? And uh, now they well, do count it, so... like uh, direct Ric Flair's ones count his uh, non-main championships? I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't care enough about Ric Flair to actually even... I, I don't even know why I asked that. I apologise, Scott.
0: Ric Flair claims he's a 21-time chat because all the times he to drop it to somebody in the middle of nowhere, otherwise people would have rioted. But they, <laughs> they didn't recognise it. So, there was that. So sorry, you said like
1: we have Ripley, play. You got McIntyre, Aska, and Cody, have been picked seven times. Who is the most picked tag team? Usos in ten. No, no, McIntyre and James at fifteen. Usos then on ten. Uh, who picked? No, no, there was no pick got picked zero times. There's a few ones: Gunter, one Seth Rollins, one New Day, one Imperium, one Young Bucks, one Dakota Kai, one Alpha Academy, one Nikki Cross, one.
0: The Bucks and Gunther being picked only once is absolutely fucking
1: shocking. In well, my opinion. Gunther's in, the, Gunther's in the same one as Sami Zayn, Cody Rhodes, Rhea, and uh, Young Bucks. Round three is more like your Charlotte Flair and eight points. You've got I think I claimed was round three as well. Like there's a few, there's a fair bit of competition. I mean.
0: All right, but I think yeah, again, you you know that you have to know that Gunther's going to hold the IC belt all the way, in Mania, yeah. and my entire series, yeah, they'll probably be appearing together if they're building to this. supposed so a triple threat with Gunther, but you're not yeah. going to get points if they if they either them win because they're in a tag team.
1: Yeah, uh, that's why I refrained from doing that in the last mistake to beat.
0: Uh. <laughs> right, so this is why I call those three team fucking idiots. But all fifteen of them idiots, idiots. That is uh, well, yeah. It's been a bit of an interesting week. Hopefully it works out. Well, for us in the main league, none can give a fuck. But uh it's a little week. I'll be we're interested in the next week when we're back to talk about the uh preview of the elimination tube or who will benefit from that. Look at the fallout the following week and then why you not revolution will be around. So the next few episodes are gonna be very interesting in terms of how uh, that shakes at the points and you start to see who is really starting to clear a path towards me. Because there are quite a few picks still that are on zero points, as I said. There are quite a few picks in a team that are, there are actually quite a few picks still on zero points. I think they'll definitely change uh, come this time next week. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that
1: that be, bro. that's when it really starts.
0: Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I won't be here talking about it. I'll probably be you and Jack, because Dave's still on holiday. Thank you again, Ryan, for stepping up and you're know, putting in a
1: shift. Absolutely. We uh, like, we get some criticism in this show that we do enough analysis. That was a lot of numbers I rattled off, Scott, and Hockney's not even here. So, well done, us.
0: You rattled off a lot of numbers. I listened and retained about maybe 60%
1: of them. But There's more for to... you. Stats?
0: <laughs> Jesus,
1: man. I
0: was going for a more belly gun thing, big time with the ass boys, but you do. Oh, I, use thought,
1: the- I thought you were refs ref since the last week's episode, Scott. <laughs> Two weeks ago, sorry. Anyway.
0: <laughs> well, we've, we've lost a control we had already. So, I'm just going to say, we're running at least the jam with Scott McLean. We'll see you next week on Saturday Draft Live.
1: Bye-bye. See you later.